material possessions without relationships are meaningless, right? So the car is a great example. How about the boat, guys? Do you want a boat, right? Imagine a boat where you're the only one on it. It's actually worse than not having a boat, in my opinion. It's more depressing to think about having this big fancy boat that you saved up, you bought, you know, you're sitting out there and it's just you and nobody wants to get on it with you. I think nothing could be worse. I'd rather not even have the boat altogether, okay? All right, the really rich principles, how to build powerful relationships with the accompanying slide deck. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the Entrepreneur's Field Guide, as well as the Entrepreneur's Field Guide digital course, which is a guided walkthrough. I have spent months putting this thing together. I hope you guys enjoy it. Check it out. You can get it at nicholascrown.com. All right, I'm excited about this lesson today. Um, before we begin, how does this video really work? Well, it's going to be organized. It's going, it's going to be divided into four different sections so that we cover areas of the material. You can skip around if there's certain areas that you're interested in, but the idea is that we're going to break this principle of relationships down in a organized and compelling fashion for the very first time. Yes, I'm getting organized. I'm trying it out. Okay. We'll see how it goes. So uh, about this topic, why should you care about relationships? It's not just, oh, let's all be friends. Let's uh, all sing a, a kumbaya in a circle around a bonfire. Relationships are the lifeblood of an awesome time on planet Earth. So this is my way to build relationships. This is my qualifications and caveats, okay, around relationships. This is my way I build relationships. This isn't uh, a doctor's opinion. This isn't a social scientist's opinion. Uh, this is something that I have tried and failed and tried and su eventually succeeded and tried again. Um, I've disagreed also with many of my, podca my podcast guests around why relationships are important, how I approach relationships, how I'm not so necessarily as strategic as others, how I'm not necessarily as tactical as others. There's some conversations I had where people say, hey, you know, well, what are you getting out of the exchange if you're not getting something out of the exchange? You're wasting your energy. Energy. I don't agree with that. I'm going to show you how I built relationships one-on-one, -on -one, also how I built relationships at scale in the millions, you're watching this video, using these principles, uh, and what I like to call my walking on a cloud. This is the experience of walking through your day and having positive interaction after positive interaction this is what I like to call walking on a cloud. I'm going to describe how you, too, can walk on a cloud. And also, caveat. Uh, this might be painfully awkward to try for some personality types. If you are fiercely introverted and it's hard to talk to someone at the coffee shop, if you are fiercely introverted and you feel really um, challenged, uh, sort of, you know, throwing a compliment out there, helping someone uh, at the gym with something, you know, uh, just striking up conversation, this might feel uncomfortable. But let me tell you, as awkward as it is, the rewards are just as big. Okay, so bear with me. Uh, and also, finally, I am not a perma extrovert. I am not a perma uber extrovert. I am kind of somewhere in, in between. So while I love going out and being social, and I do that several times a week, plenty of my week is spent in quiet isolation working. So, and when I recover, when I need to rest, I generally do that uh, alone. So I am definitely not 
this archetype of being this maximal uh, extrovert. So trust me, this isn't just for the extroverts. This process and, and these principles uh, work for a variety of personality spectrums, and it's worth it. Okay, so here are a few relationship categories we're going to touch on this video. We say relationship, it doesn't, you know, mean uh, something romantic. Really what I'm referring to here, of course it can. What I'm referring to here is day-to-day -day awesomeness. This means going to get a cup of coffee and having, and having a laugh, enjoying that experience, quite frankly, getting charged up from your day, from that initial positive experience. Whoever you see first as you go through your day, um, career networks. So building a powerful career network that's going to carry you through. Uh, vendors, people you buy stuff from, if you're already a business owner, the vendors that you interact with, trust me, it is better to have a positive relationship with your vendors. And now more popular relationships like making friends. Uh, there is definitely a formula to making friends uh, that I use, and I'm, I'm going to share that with you. Co-founders, if you have an idea and you haven't gotten started, how do you actually go out and meet a co-founder? Okay, so this is a huge component of what we're going to talk about. Also, also mentors, 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 mentors. Mentors is a question I get in the DMs. How do I meet a mentor? How do I get a great mentor? I get this also in the comments, Nick. I'm trying so hard to get a mentor. How do I, how do I, how do I go about this process? So let's get started, shall we? Uh, relationships are more valuable than gold, and I mean it, okay? And uh, let me prove it to you in, in this section. So humans are gatekeepers. So you want an awesome life? Well, a lot of this stuff is being gatekept by others. You can't just walk through your day and do whatever you want. There are aspects of your day and your life that are controlled by others. What I like to say is humans make the rules. It's called the nightclub of life. So if you've ever had the... Uh, the pleasure, I'm putting that in quotes, the pleasure. I really can't stand nightclubs. If you've ever gone to a nightclub, there's someone at the door uh, who's making all the decisions. Who gets in, who gets out, and there's some strange formula I'm sure this guy has. I don't, I haven't been able to figure it out. Um, but what's worked for me with these doormen is being polite and nice, and that has really extended my uh, opportunity to get into the club whenever I want to get into the club, which is rare. However, life operates like a nightclub. Uh, humans make the rules. Who listens to you, right? If you're building an audience, if you're trying to sell something, if you're trying to learn, if you're trying to network, who buys from you, okay? So the people that line up to your shop to buy from you, whatever it is, if your products and services, also the most important, who helps you along the way? You're getting that help from a human. Uh, you might be getting it from a robot here and there, but for the most part, you're getting it from a human. Uh, while we're still in charge here on planet Earth. And uh, the humans are making the rules around here. So I don't care how much money you have. You can't go through the world and just sort of, oh, let me just do whatever I want and I'm going to get access to every corner of the universe. It's not going to happen. There's somebody that is sitting there that's making the rules. Okay. You're probably, I love this bullet point, you're probably using money to get more relationships. So in my own life, when I really think about it, you know, I think about the dream, um, the dream home, perhaps in the so let's, south of France, the dream home in the south of France. What am I going to do with this dream home? Am I going to sit there by myself and read a book in isolation? Of course not. The reason I would have this dream home is to bring in friends and family, throw a dinner party. How good does that sound, right? 
you guys already want to come to this dinner party, having me sort of describe the scene. You get the ocean, you get the most beautiful wines in the world, incredible food. Wouldn't this be fantastic, right? So money in this situation is just a means to getting access to more or deepening your existing relationships. So let's push it a step further. You want a fancy car, right? You want to go down to the dealership and pick up an exotic car. Are you going to be driving that exotic car all alone by yourself? Or do you hope that perhaps a friend might want to jump into the car with you or a significant other or someone that you're courting in your romantic endeavors to get into the car with you? Of course, right? I assume you're not buying this car to sit and obsess about it in isolation. Perhaps you're taking it and you're driving it to a cool restaurant and everyone sees you get out. You look, feel like the man. This is a social effect of money. The social effect of this material possession. See how important these relationships are? Okay, I'm going to take it a step further. Um, money without relationships are completely meaningless. Now, I know this on an anecdotal level. I know this on a personal level, but let me prove it to you. So if in, in a world, okay, where there was nobody else around, let's, let's do this thought experiment. The, uh, the, the universe of one, you wake up and you're, uh, you're like Will Smith, you know, I am legend. You look around, there's nobody there. You know, maybe you got a dog with you if you're lucky, you know, to have some, someone to talk to, right? Uh, and you've got the most beautiful car collection. Maybe you just drive over to the dealership and there's no one around, so you just take a car off the lot. Who cares, right? At the end of the world, the situation where it's just you, you probably want something more like a military Jeep than you want an exotic car. Without people to share these experiences with, without people to bounce ideas back, back and forth with, these experiences are completely meaningless, okay? Um, on an anecdotal level, anytime that I've increased my success but have neglected my social relationships as a part of that success, I have failed miserably. It's been an absolute nightmare. So I've been miserable through the process and then I get the reward of the additional money, the additional income, and I look around and I've neglected my social relationships and there's no one there to help me celebrate. Okay, so also I could see this, number one, on my podcast talking to you know hundreds of different people as I go through my year. The folks that, in, that ignore relationships and end up finding themselves in a really uncomfortable position. Um, in fact, there's entire companies set up just to help people who have a lot of money, but don't have any friends to share it with, you know, have a little fun. Uh, so the fact that there's even a business to serve this shows how painful it is to be successful in every other area, right? But relationships. So I talked about this, um, Material possessions without relationships are meaningless, right? So the car is a great example. How about the boat, guys? Do you want a boat, right? Imagine a boat where you're the only one on it. It's actually worse than not having a boat, in my opinion. It's more depressing to think about having this big fancy boat that you saved up, you bought, you know, you're sitting out there and it's just you and nobody wants to get on it with you. I think nothing could be worse. I'd rather not even have the boat altogether, okay? Uh, finally, talked about this before, the fancy home. You're building a fancy home, hopefully as a place to entertain loved ones, build a, you know, a meaningful family, do something that is something that is enriching beyond just going, oh, you know, the marble in my kitchen is so beautiful. There's far, far more satisfaction that you're going to get out of sharing that home with others. Uh, in fact, that's how I design my living space. Everywhere I've, I've ever lived, including where we are right now in my studio, uh, this has been designed as a place to entertain and a place to co-work with others to collaborate and a, and a place to have a great time. You know, this, this is how I design my spaces and it's far, far more important 
than getting the most, you know, oh, the, the kitchen's beautiful, but I don't have a place to entertain. It's, trust me, investing in areas to entertain, investing in things that help you share and connect with others, this is absolutely um, where it's at, okay? Uh, now, finally, this is the summary line. Uh, if you get the money and lose the relationships, you fail miserably. In fact, this is the only way that I think you can truly fail in life is if you get all the money and lose all the relationships. Look, you can make the money, you can lose the money, you can make it up again, you can lose it, you can create this process over and over again. But if you lose the relationships, that's the only time I think you truly fail. You understand my model for uh, iteration. You understand my model for how to succeed. It's at-bats, at-bats, or reps over and over again. Those aren't failures. The failure would be to look back at the end of the end of your life and realize that, hey, I don't have great relationships. You know why all the Get Rich Quick books fail? They enforce a map that worked for the author that won't work for you. Why are you learning about digital ads when you'd prefer to set up a booth at a trade show and learn from customers face to face? Why are you reading about drop shipping when you're passionate about music? See what I'm saying? My book, The Entrepreneur's Field Guide, provides the tools for you to make your own map so you could feel more connected to your work, make money doing something you enjoy, and give back to the people you care about most. I wrote this field guide not only from my own life experience, but from interviewing top entrepreneurs weekly on my podcast. With the tools in the field guide, you simply can't fail. You'll learn about intelligent pivoting, or what I call iteration, why you already have a multi-million dollar idea in your head, and why you can ignore every hot market you think will make you money so you could focus on the things that you actually enjoy. Or as I like to say, it's not never give up. It's never give up iterating on things you like until something works. Get the Entrepreneur's Field Guide right now at nicholascrown.com. Okay, now back to the show. This keeps going. We've got some more bullet points here. I, I really want to prove this to you guys that relationships are more valuable than gold. Okay. The most luxurious feeling is sharing something with others. So if you've ever heard someone buy a beautiful gift for someone else, it's, and this has been proven, it is more pleasant to buy a gift for someone else than it is to buy a gift for yourself. Okay, this is, this is wired into our DNA. The sense of giving, this sense of generosity makes us feel really, really good. So imagine being able to do that more and more and more with others. Of course, you need relationships to be able to give and to be able to supply you know, this gift or this, this time or whatever it is that you're giving to somebody else. Um, now, for people who say, okay, fine, Nick, I, I got you, but what's in it for me? Okay, you'll get there faster with great relationships. So wherever you're trying to go, People are going to help you along the way. Now, my argument is that you might not even get there at all if you don't have relationships to back you up. It's kind of like walking through quicksand on a daily basis. If you're having negative or uh, negative, you probably won't get there at all. There's that, Then there will be people actively going out of their way to hold you back. Neutral, it's just the same amount of friction. You're pu pushing a boulder up the hill with great relationships it's like you know you could feel the the breeze at your back it can we continue here okay because relationships are a source of continual knowledge so uh you learn through relationship you don't learn through isolation you can sit here and you can study and blah 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 but you actually put your knowledge into practice when you engage with others this could be in a business in a setting of commerce selling a product testing your ideas 
It could be testing your philosophy with others, seeing, th seeing if they agree, disagree, how they respond. So you're in a constant state of learning in relationship, okay? Also, your mental state is a core asset that suffers without relationships. Another reason you need relationships, you feel good, you feel motivated, you feel pushed to excel and to exceed. Um, folks that have families understand this. You know, I, I hear a lot of stories where, hey, you know, I didn't really work and understand the power of how hard I could work and how much I could strive until I had a family. And then I realized I wasn't just living for me. I was living for somebody else. And then that's where there's this huge burst of creativity. There's this huge burst of success uh, for many individuals is when they have a family. Okay. Uh, I, do, do I need to say this bullet point? They're fun. Relationships. It's fun to have relationships. In fact, it's the most fun that you can have. I can't think of anything else that's more fun. Hey, look, going to a great rock concert, going to a great hip hop concert, that's something that I love to do, but it's even more fun when, when you're with somebody else uh, to share it with, right? Um, you don't want to be in that luxury box all by yourself, isolated. Even, even talking about this, I'm sure you can envision how much lower of a quality experience that would be. Okay, and here's one just, you know, to shock you a little bit, money alone won't grant you better relationships. This is the sad thing. I've seen people get 50, $100 million checks in cash for selling their company, having a huge exit, and it doesn't immediately, you know, the rap video doesn't start, right? The ace of spades doesn't come down and everyone joins you. If you haven't built and cultivate, cultivated those relationships before the money comes along, it doesn't just magically appear. This is something you need to have invested in before your money event, your exit, whatever it is. And I'm going to end on this note, okay? Because I think I'm, I think I've got you bought into this a little bit. Every person you admire is rich in relationships, even fictional. Okay, so uh, I've picked the two most lone wolf characters I could think of: uh, Batman and and James Bond. Okay, even Batman has a critical relationship with Alfred. That keeps him grounded. If you've seen the movie, you know that this relationship is really pinnacle. And what makes the movie, in my opinion, so beautiful is his relationship with Alfred and how he stays sort of focused and grounded even at his lowest, lowest moment. So Batman is the archetype of someone who's lost it all. Uh, his family was taken away from him, right? It, even uh, through the course of the new film, his wealth was taken away from him. But he still has Alfred. Uh, when Alfred and him get into a, a tiff uh, and ends up uh, leaving him, abandoning him for this short period of time, that is when truly Batman is at a disadvantage. Okay, James Bond. You know, you think of the archetypal, uh, archetypal, the archetypal loner. He has critical relationships that helps him literally survive the mission. So he has his connections, obviously, back at MI6. This is where he goes and gets his gadgets and gears and has this fun interaction with the team there. He also has his his connection to Q. Uh, is Q the gadget person? I think it's Q. Anyway, James Bond, the ultimate loner, the spy, right? And he has these these little micro relationships with the femme fatale as he goes through these, these experiences. Even James Bond has these core relationships that support him. He would be dead if it wasn't for these core relationships. If you're a James Bond fan, you know that his help does come through eventually, even when he's in the most precarious of situations. Okay, here's the episode breakdown. Hopefully I've sold you on the idea of why relationships are so important. 
uh, you're going to feel good. You're going to get richer. You're going to have a lot of fun. And if you get really rich, okay, which I hope you do, and I, this video is going to help you do that, you're going to have something to celebrate. And you're going to have a lot of people to celebrate it with. So here's how the episode is broken down. The intro. Yeah, you just watched the intro. Uh, section one, your most important interactions. Okay, so I'm going to outline your most important interactions. Everything from the barista to the front gym attendant, uh, being at a restaurant with new friends, meeting new friends, um, sort of in a social environment. Uh, and then we're going to end with professional relationships because, um, well, the other ones, you need to work on those ones before you work on professional relationships. This is kind of where everyone gets it backwards. Uh, your professional relationships are less important uh, than these micro relationships that you have as you move through throughout the course of the day. Those little interactions prepare you for the biggie relationships, the professionals, the co-founders, all that stuff. If you don't have the base, you know, if you don't have, if you can't have a laugh with your barista, if you can't have a joke with, with uh, the trainer next to you at the gym, uh, then you will never build these rich connections on a professional level. Ignoring the, the little connections and the little moment, momentary relationships you have with others is a huge mistake. Okay, section two, I'm going to talk about walking on a cloud. This is the state of being where you walk through your day and you have all these positive interactions and you're just like, oh man, life is good. And this is a state that I experience on a daily basis. This is really what comes through my content and the rich versus really rich kids. Um, a couple of components here, which will definitely disagree with a lot of um, popular preconceived notions about relationships. Relationships shouldn't be outcome driven uh, and why you're, o you're overlooking the most important moments. Okay, section three is give more than you take. There's been books written on this about sort of the giver's mentality. Um, I'm a believer of this, but for a different reason. Really, uh, I think you can't take first anyway in any interaction. So you have to give. It's not just the right thing to do. It's the only effective first move. You can't email someone, and trust me, I get the emails every day and the DMs every day, just asking. So just folks looking to take without giving anything. Number one, what happens is, uh, we're going to get into this in section three, but number one is that person is a stranger for you. There is no relationship built. When you give first, you establish at least the foundations of a relationship. Um, you can't take first anyways, is how I like to say it. People will only cooperate with you voluntarily. You can't force anyone to do anything, okay? Um, you're not a dictator. You're just... Uh, you're just someone trying to get by and build your business and hopefully be successful and be happy. So you can't force people to cooperate with you. You they they make the rules. Again, you know, nightclub of life, people make the rules here. Section four, you know very little. Okay, so this is my uh, my model for why you should be humble. The reason you should be humble is because you don't know that much anyway. All right. So um why listening is worth it. Listening, I gotta sit here and listen to you. Well, listening is worth it. And I'm going to tell you, prove to you why, okay? And why why your point of view should evolve. So we're kind of told, oh, we've got to stick to our guns over time. Your point of view should evolve because you didn't know that much to begin with. So we're going to get smarter. First, got to get through some definitions here, okay? So what is a relationship? This is my definition, not Webster's definition. Uh, it's collaboration between two people in a harmonious way. And there's a typo on my slide deck. Where are the grammar police? Okay, where I was a spelling bee champ in uh, eighth grade, and this this is deplorable for me to even see. A relationship is collaboration between two people in a harmonious way. Now, it could be big, like 
we're going to go into a joint venture, okay? Or it could be tiny, like, hey, I'm holding the door open for you. You're holding the door open for me. That's a micro relationship and a contract that was just established. So this is very, very important. Moments of politeness and kindness make a temporary relationship contract. So if I'm kind to you, you are reciprocally kind to me. That's how the world works most of the time, okay? Obviously, we've all had the door slammed in our face. Uh, but most of the time, these reciprocal, I hold the door for you, you hold the door for me, we both get into the restaurant fast and effortlessly. Uh, this is the brilliance of these momentary relationship contracts, all right? Relationships need repetition without an extreme event. So meaning you got to do it over and over. You can't just be nice to the uh, barista or strike up conversation once. This is stuff that gets compounded and built up over time. So it's critical. You know, you do a lot of people say, look, you know, I, I reached out to a, a mentor and I offered to do this thing. And they didn't respond. Well, you've got to build this up over time. You've got to build these credits up over time. Uh, this is the only way that you're going to get anywhere. Just like if you were nice to someone one day and then you were neutral or rude the next day, well, you're kind of starting back from square one. Okay, so relationship, it needs repet repetition. I say without an extreme event because, of course, if you were involved in a, uh, a traumatic event together, this stuff has the ca capability to bond you uh, a lot faster. Hopefully, you don't find yourself in any of these situations. But to me, without an extreme event, there is no creation of a relationship very fast without putting in these repetitions. It's the reason why we all date and we don't immediately get married to somebody. We, we build these repetitions and over time that relationship deepens. I use the word collaboration, so I have to define collaboration my way. Uh, this is two people working together towards a common goal. Uh, and the idea here is you both get there faster together. So this is uh, different than um, cooperation. Cooperation is just kind of like, okay, well, I'll let you do it. I'll let you walk in the restaurant or before me or whatever. Collaboration means if we work together, we're both going to win. So the way that I, uh, to get fancy, this is a non-zero-sum game, meaning there's not a winner and a loser. In fact, there's two winners. Politeness and kindness is a great way uh, to show this example. I'm kind to you. You're kind to me. We both feel great. Okay. So both people can win. Uh, life without collaboration is like walking in quicksand. So Without collaboration, without this phenomenon of us being willing and capable to work together, life is really tough because if humans are making all the decisions, humans are the gatekeepers to the access to where, wherever you're trying to go. Without collaboration, without this ability to work together, we are really in a tough spot. At the moment, you don't have a robot to do every single thing for you. And, you know, the world is not at this very moment controlled by robots. Collaboration is the social grease that we need that makes life beautiful and it feels good. So this is a guidepost. I use guideposts in the field guide if you've read the book. I use guideposts in the uh, guided journey, the digital course, if you've used the, if you've, if you've purchased the course. Uh, these are little summary items. So I have a guidepost right now. The richest are those who collaborate frequently and effortlessly. So the richest in society are the ones that are just constant collaborators, serial collaborators. So uh, if you're watching this on video, I've got a very handsome photo of uh, Gianni Agnelli, okay? The Italian business titan. Uh, you might know him because of his uh, work with Ferrari. And uh, really, he's a legendary collaborator. Think You can like him, you can hate him. 
but the guy had a lot of friends. He spent his entire life fostering and building relationships with the most powerful people in the world, Henry Ford II, Aristotle Onassis. These are guys that helped uh, Agnelli build and achieve his goals. But more importantly, he was beloved by Italy, the common people of Italy. In fact, the factory workers at his factories loved him so very much. He had such a tight-knit bond with his family, his brother Umberto, his cousin Cesare. These are folks that played critical role in his business success. Uh, also, you could steal this from Gianni if you want, guys. Uh, the inner circle, he had a uh, an inner circle called the club. And the club was this, you could say a secret society, but really what it was is a small group of friends that could bounce ideas off of each other. This is what a mastermind is. Gianni had a mastermind group and this benefited him his entire life. So legendary collaborator, Gianni. We love you, Gianni. We love your style too. What a handsome guy. All right. He's also the guy that uh, would wear a watch over his shirt sleeve. And they said that, you know, he, it was just this kind of incredible style move. And for him, he just said, oh, I just want to be able to see my, my watch faster without having to roll up my sleeve. We made it. Section one. All right. Your most important interactions. Here we go. Your most important interactions uh, throughout the course of your day. So I like to refer to anyone that I engage with as someone I'm doing business with. Uh, I don't want to turn everything into an entre entrepreneurship sort of metaphor here, but I love this model because I think everyone you interact with and collaborate with, it is a form of doing business. So the first person you see every morning you are doing business with them. Now, for me, it's the barista. It's the first person I see every morning. I go down the street, go to my lovely espresso bar. I get the strongest espresso known to man in Chicago. Uh, and that's the first person I see every morning when I walk out my door. And I make sure that that interaction is positive. I make sure I, for me, you know, I like to work on my sort of uh, social skills, my comedy a little bit. I make sure it's upbeat and funny. So this is something I invest in first thing in the morning. Now, this might be someone at the gym, okay? Uh, this might, if you go right to work, maybe you go right to work. Maybe you flip on a Zoom call and you just join a morning meeting in the office. This starts with the front desk attendant, okay? The first person you see or the CEO, if that's the first person you see. You know, I hope you're being nice to them because uh, your job depends on it. Uh, at the restaurant with new friends, so it's carrying you through the day. Um, all the way until now you're actually having the social experiences. All of these, and I put this in order for a reason, all of these interactions are built on the fundamental interactions that you've had with the first person that you saw, which might be the front desk attendant. If you're not friends with the front desk attendant in your office, I don't know. You, you, need, you need to change that today. You need to change that today. I'm sorry. I don't like to tell. I don't like to prescribe, but I, I could think of no recipe for success more important than befriending the first person you see that see every morning, which might be the security guard, the front desk attendant, if you're going to an office. Uh, and if you're getting coffee, guys, you got to befriend the, bar the barista. They're in charge for your your well-being. If you don't get that coffee, I don't want to see you. All right. Um, if you think these relationships mean nothing, you don't have them yet. Okay. You don't have them yet. So go out there and build them because you don't know what you're missing. The only reason you could say, Nick, I don't care what the barista has to say this morning, well, that's because you don't have a relationship with the barista yet, and uh, I'd go out there and get one because it's a lot of fun. What I like to think is these relationships prime me for your day. What I say is I rack up 
these experiences before work even starts. So before I go into a meeting, before I pick up a phone, you know, before I pick up the phone, before I jump into a meeting with my team, I've already racked up these positive experiences. What what could be more of a life hack? I didn't need to do a cold plunge. I didn't need to go into a sauna. I didn't need to do a $40 yoga class. All I did was talk to someone for free, getting my coffee at the gym, whatever it is. This is the stuff that I rack up before my day even starts. So now I've been primed. I go into my meetings with an upbeat, fun, creative attitude because I've already flexed this muscle right as the day start. Every section, I'm going to end with a challenge uh, that I really suggest you go take. If you're listening to this and as a podcast, if you're watching the video and you can see the slides, I really suggest you take these challenges. They're not hard. They're not impossible. In fact, they might seem, uh, uh, some of them may seem very small, okay? But these are the challenges that are going to start to make a change immediately. And I do them, okay? You're not doing these challenges alone. I'm doing these with you, okay? Trust me, I'm doing these with you. If you, if you listen to the podcast, uh, you've heard me talk about these challenges. Pick one relationship and start to invest in it a little more. So take your pick, guys. Is it the front desk attendant? Is it the security guard? Is it the guy at the parking garage? Is it the barista? Is it your uh, your your massage therapist? Because you're already very, very successful and you have an in-home massage therapist. Whatever it is, right? Build this relationship and start to invest in it a little bit more. Trust me, it's going to be worth it. And you know what? If it starts to be worth it and you want to say something, please add to the comment because I'd the comment section, I'd love to hear it. Section two, walking on a cloud. So I've just described the relationships that you want to cultivate. These seem very mundane. These seem very boring. But imagine a world where every relationship, every interaction you have as you go through your day is a positive one. Imagine everyone you talk to has a little something nice to share with you. Maybe everyone you talk to has a little funny story to share with you. Imagine racking up multiple experiences like this before your day even gets started. I mean, this is this is almost feels like a miracle, but this is how I go through the day because I've invested in these relationships. So this is going beyond poli politeness. I want to be clear here. This is going into an area of we're helping each other out and just providing a little humor, a little help. Hey, you know, if you ever leave your apartment building, hey, you know, to your front desk attendant, hey, can I get you a cup of coffee? Is there anything you want from the convenience store? I know you've been stuck here all day. These little tiny gestures, okay, completely change the game. The walking on the cloud experience is going through the day and having these positive experiences after positive experiences. Also, what you know, you can call this, uh, you know, you could call this your arena, your world. When you walk out of the world, I like to call it my sandbox. You're investing in your sandbox. You're basically saying, every every day I walk out of the world, my sandbox is just the way I like it, and I have all my friends around. And you create this miraculous environment where you're just having just unbelievable moment after moment. In fact, it starts to feel a little bit like a video game where you're just like, well, that was funny. That was hilarious. Oh, this here's my buddy over here. Oh, and it, it, you know, and you you look around the world, and all the characters become very real to you, and they become over time kind of like your friends. Okay these small interactions. You're always doing business every time you're interacting with someone, so why not make it a good deal? There's a compounding effect to this behavior. So uh, as you go, remember relationship needs repetition. So as you rack up these experiences, this, this is compounding on itself. Also, there's a cross-pollination effect. So when you walk from the coffee shop, when you walk to the gym, these positive interactions start to lift 
up your your emotional state. They start to fill you with joy and, and gratitude. It's just, you don't have to be gracious. You're just going to feel it. Okay. There's a compounding effect to this behavior. Okay. So I'm going to give you example, a couple examples from my walking in a cloud. Whenever I'm in a rush, there's a sixth sense because everyone can tell when you're in a rush. I have a coffee waiting for me and I don't have to wait in line and I grab the coffee and it's all good because I go there every day and I tip well. And this saves me an immense amount of time. It's a complete lifesaver for me if I'm in a rush, if I have a meeting early, I wouldn't be able to get the coffee and wait in line. So these guys say, hey, listen, um, Nick, we got one right right here for you. Okay, complete game changer for me. Um, table in a crowded restaurant. Uh, I can walk into many restaurants here in town and get a table, not because I'm handing out $100 bills to everyone, but because I'm kind and friendly and I've had a positive relationship with the restaurant. I support their business. I bring friends, I post on social media. So I'm always helping them grow their business and they recognize that by giving me a table when I walk in last minute, you know, like a clown. I don't suggest walking in last minute and trying to do this, but relationships do give you that that level of access. A parking spot saved. Oh wait, hey, Nick, I know you always park here, so I just threw a cone in your spot. There's this, things will start to unfold. This, These are things that happen to me on a daily basis. Things will start to unfold in your life as you display this behavior, as you start to invest in these smaller relationships. So section two, every section ends with a challenge. Such a nice short section. Uh, run a 30-day cloud test. So the cloud test is pick several of these relationships, people you see first thing in the morning, people that you engage with in your office, whatever. The relationships that you see the people and maybe you just nod or you don't even say anything, acknowledge these people, do it for 30 days. And then come back and, and put a comment here. Send send me a DM, okay? I want to hear your story about how you are now walking on a cloud because in 30 days of this behavior, you will be getting free coffee. You will be, you will be getting tables in crowded restaurants. You will be getting parking spots saved. You will be getting your life saved by someone who, you know, pulls you out in front of a, you know, pulls you away from a bus that's going by because they like you and they see you every day. I mean, the, the, the results are not limited to these examples here that I've that I've given. So run your 30-day cloud test and let me know what happens. I already know what's going to happen. It's going to be awesome, but curious to hear what, what happens to you. Section three, give more than you can take. You've heard the phrase, the givers mentality. Sounds nice and cozy. The whole deal here is you don't have a choice. You have to give first. Otherwise, there's no impetus for the relationship. There's no start of the relationship. The, the relationship starts when there is a give. Okay. And you're hoping that perhaps the new person you're approaching, they take what you're giving, right? Uh, now I break down the mafia mentality of relationships. I think this is really important to understand when you're giving, you know, I say, Hey, be polite, you know, hold the door, these kinds of basic things. These are ways of you providing little amounts of value for free. Notice I didn't say, you know, invest a million dollars in your friend's business or, you know, uh, you start buying everyone rounds of drinks at the bar. What I say is just make these little gestures frequently and regularly, regularly. Um, but let me give you a little insight into the mafia mentality. You're not going to do the second half of this. You're going to do the first half. So the way that the, the way that the mafia works is they give something that's very easy for them to give, but it's really precious to someone else. What could this be? Protection. Hey, I'm not going to let those guys rob your store anymore, right? 
I think I was the one who robbed your store in the first. I'm not going to let those guys rob your store anymore. I'm going to go find the person, you know, that did this to you. And I'm going to take care of them, okay? I'm going to go do this thing that would be impossible for you to do because it's dangerous and it's illegal and it's scary and, you know, but precious, precious to you. Of course, I'm using these examples from, you know, horrible um, crime organizations, but the difference between the mafia mentality is they get, they get the first part right. I'm going to give something that's really easy for me to give to you that's really valuable to someone else. So a great example would be if you're a software developer and you've got a buddy that's just wrestling, hey, I do the same thing at work every day. You say, hey, you know what? I just made this little script for you. I automated this component of your work. It took me like 15 minutes and it saves your friend three hours every week, right? Do you see how it's easy for you to give, but it's incredibly precious to someone else? Okay, this is the mafia mentality at play. Now, here's where the it goes a little wrong, and of course, you're not going to do the second part. The mafia uses violence to get their favor in return. So they say, hey, you know, Nick, I, I took care of you. Now I need you to go, uh, you know, take some of the TVs out of that store over there and uh, drop them at my house tomorrow because you're the truck driver, whatever it is. Um, you're not going to use violence to get the favor back. This is where you're going to differ from the mafia mentality. Here, all you can do is give. You can't control the take. So I say, you should give because you can't control the take. So give, 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 but make sure it's easy for you to give. It's something that's inexpensive, that's easy for you, but it has to be hard for someone else. A good example would be on my social media account, making a post about uh, a restaurant that I eat at that I really enjoy, I want to support the business. Very easy for me to take a picture and post the video, uh, take a picture, post the picture, you know, put a caption in that I enjoyed the meal. It really is helpful for the business. A lot of people see it. They go and check out the restaurant. Hopefully they go and spend some money and eat there. But for me, it's just a quick, you know, snap of a picture, right? Easy for me, valuable to someone else. Of course, I don't expect anything in return when I do offer this value. This is where uh, everyone gets this wrong, Okay. You can't predict what you'll get back and you shouldn't force it because you can't force it, right? So all you can do is provide value. This is what networking events get all wrong. So networking events, they have a big room of people and everyone in the room wants to take. It's a room of takers. Now, nothing could be more one-sided and pointless than going to a networking event. What you need to do is, is walk into the room and be willing to give and be completely disconnected from what you're going to receive because you can't control that other side. Uh, do you see how you can't walk through the day saying, what am I going to get out of this relationship? Because you don't know what you're going to get out of the relationship. Also, you can't forecast what you're going to need out of a relationship. You don't know if you're, you know, if you're going to need a cup of coffee or you're going to need a recommendation when you're applying to a, a new job. So also you're going to be less stressed because you only need to manage what I like to call one side of the deal, one side of the value giving, right? I give value. It's easy for me, free for me, super valuable for you. And then I just sit back and I just go through my day and compound these over and over and over with as many people as possible. Um, and this is how you get to that cloud state in a business environment. This is how you get to that cloud state you know, with connections that you'd consider to be maybe connections that are bringing back huge amounts of financial resources and gain to you. So, section three, we're going to end this with a challenge. 
and this is probably the most important challenge in the video, give valuable time away or something in value uh, without asking for anything in return. So if you're looking for a mentor, if you're looking for someone um, you know, in your community that you want to network with, whatever it is, give something away, okay? Without any strings attached, because it, it, by the way, if you have these secret little strings that I can see, I don't want to deal with you. I know what you're doing. You're being manipulative, okay? Go out there, give away some time, give away whatever it is that's valuable for you. Hey, it might, even, it might not be time. It might not be technical skills. Maybe it's, hey, you know, I saw that, you know, you're having trouble putting up the, uh, this, the Christmas lights on your house. I'm gonna, I've got a ladder. I can go bring it by. Whatever it is, right? These, these things that are easy for you, tough for somebody else, uh, and then just walk away. That's all you can do, right? Do not ask for anything in return because you can't control what you're going to get in return. So don't even bother because you're not the mafia. I hope. Be weird if the mafia is watching this video. All right. This is really important. You can't start a new relationship without offering value. A lot of people think, oh, well, you know, that's not true. You know, I can I can send a polite email. I can, I can ask a really good question. No, you have to provide value for there to be a beginning of a new relationship. You should never, ever, ever show up and try to ask. You should never and try to take immediately. It's impossible. You'll never get anything. In fact, if you do get anything, it's dumb luck. The other person might be feeling charitable that day or they are secretly giving so that they can open the relationship. Um, and they're very, very wise for, for doing that if they find some value or something that you have. Uh, but be wary of people when you go and ask for somebody. You say, hey, yeah. You know, let's sit down and talk. You know, well, what, you know, what do I have to give to start this relationship? You should be asking yourself. This is the only way to move from stranger, meaning someone off the street, someone at, at, at the coffee shop, someone in, in off LinkedIn, from, move stranger to collaborator. So a collaborator is someone that you're working together on a mutual goal. You're moving together faster. This is who you want in your life. A lot of these types of people, this is the only way you can go from stranger to collaborator. And by the way, Okay, this includes asking someone for five minutes of their time. Uh, asking for five minutes of their time is an enormous take. It's an enormous take. You're a complete stranger. You've now asked for five minutes. You've displayed that you're taking and you've offered nothing, nothing of, of value in return. So the only time that this works is people like me. I set aside a little bit of time every week where I do respond and do provide, um, you know, this, this type of... Um, consulting or whatever, but it never starts with the five minutes. You know, if someone is really going through a challenge, I'll, I'll look at it. And sometimes I feel compelled uh, in a charitable way to respond. But the best relationships that I've met from cold emails, and I have a, a ton, the best relationships from cold emails from DMs is, hey man, I saw that you're working on this challenge. You know, I used to be a salesperson in enterprise software. Can I come in and kick the tires on this for a little bit? Of course you can, right? Because you're showing up with a ton of value. You're not saying, hey, Nick, can I get a job? Do you see the difference there? It's, hey, Nick, man, I've got the experience in the exact same product that you're selling. My AI company, fastoutreach.ai, to be specific, you know, I've, I've done this thing for 10 years. Can I come in and kick the tires for a little bit? You bet you can, right? Do you see how that's different than, hey, Nick, are you looking for anyone? Uh, I really need a job, right? So even the... Even if the outcome that you're looking for is the same, notice that giving first is the only thing that's going to open that conversation. Also, I'm going to end this section on this one. 
don't be lazy. If you're just asking, man, how lazy is that, right? That's like sitting on the couch and saying, oh, I want money to fall from the sky, right? It's just not going to happen. So don't be lazy, offer the value, put a little bit of effort in, and then we start this miracle of reciprocity. And if you're lucky, there will be some small collaboration, do this over the long run, and boy, things are just going to be magical for you. All right, now that you have the toolkit for how this works, I want to use section four to say, you know, why beyond, you know, me getting stuff out of it, me walking through my day smiling, why do I need to worry about other people? Why do I need these relationships in my life? Well, truth is, you know very little to begin with, right? You only know a small shred of your reality, whatever it is. Let's pretend you're an engineer. You know a lot about engineering, but you know very little about music. You know, you know very little about video editing and production. So you know very little. You've got your own little little sliver of reality, and it would be better if you knew a little more, right? So the way that you're going to learn is through perspective, okay? Through seeing other others operate, but most importantly, through specific knowledge and and gaining the the give and take that you get from a relationship. So, you know, we're often told to be humble. We're often told to, yeah, hey, you know, put others first. This is something you hear when you're a kid, if you're lucky. Uh, but we don't really know why. And this is my model for the why. It's, you know, very little. So, you know, walking around with a puffed out chest thinking you're, you know, you're, you're the one in charge when there's someone else that knows something completely different than you and is perhaps at a higher echelon in their in their craft and their expertise yeah pipe down okay so um what's important about relationships are they are the source of internal and external learning so learning about yourself through the conversation and relationship that you have bouncing ideas back and forth seeing the feedback to your um whatever you're talking about oh is this person interested is this person bored there's this incredible amount of internal learning that's going on and also external learning, just learning about new stuff, right? So if you've got a friend that's in a freight forwarding company, you get to learn about that freight forwarding business and maybe pick up some interesting ideas from a, you know, a different industry. This is stuff I do all the time. You learn more uh, about software by talking to dentists and you learn more about, um, you know, uh, airplane um, fuselage by talking, like it, it's just, you learn more about your challenge from talking to someone outside of your industry because people outside of your industry aren't in the same box that you're in. So um, relationships are critical sources of external information. Uh, also, I love this one. You can try on lifestyles. So, hey, you know, I'm really thinking about getting into banking. You know, I've got uh, this relationship I've cultivated with an investment banker friend. I get to try on this lifestyle. I get to see what he's up to, see what his hours are, see what how he works, how he socializes, how his work-life balances, whatever it is. You get to try on a lifestyle simply by talking to people. And of course, the only way you talk to people is through relationships. Uh, the more you know, in general, the greater your chances are for financial success. So if you want to get rich, you want to make a lot of money, the more that you know, the more knowledge and the wider knowledge base that you've built, the more opportunity you have to make money. There's a reason why we look at the, you know, the stacks of of new self-made billionaires. These are oftentimes very, 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 very smart people. They have a wide variety of knowledge and interest. There's a reason that they got so rich. Okay, it's not an accident. I don't care. You know, if you like uh, some of these characters or not, it is not an accident that they got rich. 
So here's my challenge uh, from section four. Seek out someone who is already doing what you want to do. So if you're sitting here, you want to start a business, seek out someone in your local network, in your local community, whatever, that is already doing what you want to do and offer a little bit of value, okay? And see what you get in return. See if they'll speak to you. See if they'll set up a meeting. See if they'll, you know, you could pop by the business and shadow them for a day, whatever it is. But walk through this process, find the person that you want to speak to, offer some value, and see if they'll sit down and uh, have a conversation with you so you can learn or perhaps uh, make a new friend out of the exchange. So I like to wrap this up with a summary around, ah, we've gone uh, many, many miles together on this relationship journey. Why do you need relationships? I want to remind you, okay? And I say need, it's with an underlined and a bold. Um, Because without relationships, you will surely have a harder time succeeding if you succeed at all. And once you succeed, you won't enjoy it because you won't have anyone to share it with. Most of the money you're making is for social purposes. The objects and things that you do with this money that you make, which I know you will because you're watching this video, won't mean anything to you once you get it because you'll have no one to share with. Don't be the, you know, uh, the Scrooge character. Um, you know, as a miser, we know how happy Scrooge. Also, people need you too. So it's not you need other people. People need you too. You're playing a very critical role in this whole ecosystem. So don't hide away your value, your specialization, your humor, you know, your your great jokes, your whatever. It's we need you too out there. Okay, so please, you know, share, share with us. Um, relationships, it's linked directly to your success and will determine your potential. So the more and greater relationships have, your potential just continues to go up, 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 up until you can reach and get close to your maximum potential. You can't do this without great relationships. All right, finally, this is something that I have seen firsthand. Making lots of money without relationships uh, will leave you miserable. We talked about this with the Scrooge example, but it will leave you feeling cheated because you'll say, I did all this, I got all this, and no one's here to appreciate it. No one's here to thank me. No one's here to join me in the fun, right? What you're going to feel is you're going to feel as though you got this bait and switch. And I can think of nothing worse because building wealth takes years and years and years for the most part. Of course, there's some examples uh, where it didn't take that long, but generally it takes years and years of experience. So imagine dedicating years and years of experience of your life, finally getting the big paycheck or amassing this, you know, huge, huge nest egg and saying, huh, I got this, but I've got no one to share with. I've got no one to enjoy it. I've got no one to admire my beautiful art collection. I've got no one to drive around in my fleet of exotic cars. I've got no one to join me on my private jet. I could think of, I could think of nothing more miserable than that. So relationships, more valuable than gold. You absolutely need them. If you're wondering how to get to where you're trying to go faster, it's relationships. If you're wondering what you're going to do with all that money, once you make it, you're going to spend it on relationships. So if you liked and enjoyed this video, don't forget to click like and subscribe and take the challenges and let me know in the comments. See you soon.